Dan Dickow here on the ISO, the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. A big game coming up here in Spokane in the next day or so. The Zags host interstate rival, the University of Washington Huskies, is a special guest today, Coach Mike Hopkins. Coach, appreciate you joining. I know life is busy right now for every college coach, and I thank you for the 10 minutes or so we're going to chat right now. Appreciate you having me, Dan. Well, you know, the Pac-12 season and the W season are so unique in the fact that the Pac-12 has added a couple early league games. The WCC starts later. Sandwich in between that for you guys is, is this interstate game against Gonzaga. How does that or does it change your prep in any way? You know what, really, it, it doesn't other than it's, you know, you're playing one of the best teams in the country every year uh and arrival which was it's just awesome uh but it doesn't really change anything it's just you know during this time there's so many games you're just trying to become the best team you can you're trying to stay healthy uh you know you got finals week you're trying to get them focused and you're like gosh why can't they be focused you know? and, uh all these you're a student athlete so you've done it before and you got to you have a little bit of empathy for them but the reality of it is as a coach you're like oh we got to go harder we got to do this and you're looking at their faces and going, well, I don't know if we're going to get the most out of them today. So I think those are the biggest issues. But, you know, to be able to play uh, a couple Pac-12 games earlier than you normally would, I think is a good thing because it's so hard to get games in your non-conference schedule, especially um, anything Midwest or East. And then uh, to be able to play a team like Gonzaga early is uh, is just awesome because you get to gauge your team against what everybody, even us, considers being one of the best teams year to year in the country. You guys have uh, had some good games against the the Zags in recent years. I mean, you go back 20-some years. When I played there, it was a uh, kind of a back-and-forth battle. The last time these two teams match up matched up, I think it was the last time that Rui Hachimura hit a game winner with about a half a second left. Um, you know, when you prepare for a game like this, every coach has their different philosophies on how they scout how they break down film, how they game prepare. Do you look at last five games? Do you look at last year's film? How do you prepare uh, for your upcoming opponent? That's a great question because everything, you know, the last couple years, you know, even with our zone, we've had different personnel. So we've, we've had to adapt, you know, to what best fits us. And so I think those become – you know, ways that we can do it. And then every opponent that you play has a different challenge. And I think when you have, when we have our best zone teams, uh, usually you have, you know, players that have played in it for a couple of years. So they kind of know maybe in this scout, we're going to defend the high post this way or this way, or maybe, you know, we're going to let this guy shoot or not let this guy shoot. And then it goes back to awareness and then, uh, you know, uh, different actions. And so, you know, just like, uh, you know, the Zags, they've, they have, uh, you know, a different challenge this year with, you know, Drew Timmy, who's, gosh, if he touches the ball, I don't know if there's a better player in the last three years that I've seen in college basketball after his freshman year. I mean, dominate, pass, score, go to the foul line, up and under, uh, games on the line. I uh, might go down as one of the great players to ever play in college. 
Uh, and then you got guys like Julian Strutter who shoots it. I mean, they just have so many weapons. Anton Watson, I've watched him in high school. He's just a winner. Great passer, tough defensive player. Um, and then the, getting that opportunity to play in the kennel the first time, I'd heard so much about it. And, you know, you get the student section, just awesome. And so, you know, it's uh, it's so cool to for the kids to have the experience, to have, to have the experience of, of that. Um, and, uh, I don't know. It's just awesome. So you grew up on the West coast before you played at Syracuse for coach Bayheim, then coached it yep. with him for a long time. You come back to the West coast. You mentioned the respect for the kennel, the student section, the Gonzaga program. Did you ever try to talk coach Bayheim into playing at Gonzaga? First of all, that would never happen for me. <laughs> coach for you are such good friends. And that's the thing about it. Like, even when I, when I came to talk about the rivalry and all this stuff, I'm like, God, I love coach view. I've known him when he used to go for coaches versus cancer to coach Bayham's event. And, uh, and so, so much respect for him and the program coach Bayham's one of those guys though. He's like, yeah, hey, I don't know if I want to go out East, you know, or out <laughs> West. And then it's a lot, it's six hours and we're going to me and Mark, we're friends, you know, uh, that's how he would be. But, uh, I know so much respect uh, when I was out at Syracuse, we played him a couple of times in the, in the NCAA tournament, so much respect. And the great thing about coach Hughes, he's, he's not just a great basketball coach, but he's a great person. Talking about coach Bayheim, uh, I had a chance to, to play golf with him uh, oh, during one of those can coaches versus cancer events. It was myself, Billy Greer, who <laughs> is at Colorado. Yeah. Uh, coach Bayheim and Doug Gottlieb. That was an interesting foursome. Uh, How was their conversation? How was Doug Hotley and Coach Hale's conversation? They've had a little heated exchanges. Well, because <laughs> because Coach Greer was an assistant at GU when I was there, we shared a cart, and Bayheim and Gottlieb shared a cart. And just kind of looking at it, you could see there was a little bit of uh, frustration amongst each of those guys that day. It, it made for a fun afternoon, but uh, – Give me the breakdown on your golf game as well as uh, Coach Beheim's golf game. Gosh, well, he's he was a golf coach and one of the best, uh, you know, gosh, as, as a coach. When I played, he was known as the best college coach golfer. You know, he, he played, he coached uh, in college. And uh, I'm not even in the same – I can't even – you know, G O L F is spelled. It starts with an F in my in my uh, in my golf game, so it's not good. Uh, I have other qualities, but golf I, I enjoy playing, but not that good. Not not on his level at all. Well, there are some sure some good courses in the Seattle area. If you ever need some help, I'm sure you can got some <laughs> golf pros around the area that give you some some pointers. But uh, you know you taking your own philosophies that you've learned under uh, coach Boheim, tweaked them to fit your eye at UW. You, you've uh, had some uh, ups and downs and a lot of it is because of injuries over the last couple of years. I really like your team this year. You've played more man than zone early, but now you're playing more zone. Unfortunately, you guys have an injury with Frank Kepnong, a big guy who can really impact things on, on the interior um, what are what are your kind of focal points moving forward with this part of the season and, and also with the Gonzaga game? I think uh, I think it's big. You know, we've always been a zone program. I think we've had when you have transfer portal guys, you they've come from, you know, Noah Williams came from Washington State. Uh, coach Smith was a good man to man coach. Frank 
came from Oregon, Coach Altman, high-level coach. Uh, P.J. Floor, TCU, Jamie Dixon, uh, high-level defense. And so I think it's there's always just the learning curve of, of how you learn the zone and where they're at. And I felt like, you know, we have a, a, a team that we can put out there that can play good man-to-man. And so that's why we saw it a little bit early. Uh, when we went to go play in the tournament, uh, and you have a tournament game and you have games going back to back, we felt like the zone would give us our, our, our best chance in terms of to be able to win that tournament. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and, the, and the guys actually played better in it than I thought. So we have the option, which has been good. Um, and the guys are getting better at it. They're believing in it more. And that's important. Um, but we still have a long way to go. You spent a number of years at, at Syracuse. Obviously, you've recruited all across the country, New York, Chicago, but now you're in, in Seattle at University of Washington. Some of the best high school basketball is played in the Northwest, in that Metro League in Seattle. Did that shock you? Did that surprise you? Did you know that coming in? Um, and then how do you handle the the recruiting philosophy, knowing there's so many good players, but you got to get the right guys? Yeah, you know what? That was that's a, a great point, Dan. And I, you know, I knew, you know, I'm a basketball. I just love hoop. And so, you know, you, uh, you know, you talk about Seattle. And you know, when I in 1995, 96, when I first got into coaching, my mentor was Tim Gergerich. And so I used to go with the Sonics. I wasn't recruiting for the first seven years. So after the season, during the playoffs, I would go and I would stay with them for a week or two. And be around and, and, and see the, the way that the, the Seattle loves hoop. And then you start going down the players, uh, the amount of NBA players, great college players. And uh, I, I love that. You know, there's very few cities, states in general, that just that's where, where basketball, they love it. There's a passion for it. Um, and, and then recruiting, you know, a little fish out of water. I was in, uh, in the East Coast for so long. Um, and, uh, you know, the emphasis, obviously we want to be great in, in our backyard, great in Seattle, but there's so many good West coast programs. So you're talking about uh, the Zags, you're talking about UCLA, you're talking about Arizona, you're talking about Oregon, you're talking about so many different programs, San Diego state now. And so, um, you know, obviously Seattle, Los Angeles, uh, uh up in uh, San Francisco, the whole California. Um, but I, I do believe that we can also have an advantage, and I see Gonzaga doing it now too, is where, you know, with relationships that we've had, we can go to the East Coast with Isaiah Stewart or Nas Carter, different guys that we can have. And so we want to be able to be great in our backyard. Um, and, but I think also, you know, in certain years, you can, you can pull somebody that you normally couldn't pull that can really help your program. Because as you know, Dan, it doesn't matter, you know, in the East Coast, people be like, where's Washington? Where, and once they come on this campus and then they're just around the environment and they see the love and then they see the campus and they see how beautiful it is, it's a pretty easy sell in terms of loving, you know, the Pacific Northwest. There's no, no place beautiful, more beautiful on the planet. Yeah, I did. Uh, obviously, I started my my career at UW. I spent yeah. a year at Hall before I lived off campus. <laughs> yeah. That campus is pretty dang impressive uh, yes. at different points of the year. The only problem for me is yeah. the rain and the gray. Right now, yeah. you're going to fly over to Spokane later today. You're going to deal with the snow, which is a whole different beast. But <laughs> uh, you're but right. I love, I, I, love, I, love, I love Spokane the times I've been up there. It's been it's absolutely beautiful. And, uh, but it reminds me a lot of probably like Syracuse, like in the winter, right? A lot of snow. 
Yeah. Do you guys put salt on the roads up there or no? Do they uh, they don't the do a good enough these? job of it. I will say that I live I live about 20 minutes outside of downtown and and our roads are still bumpy and icy <laughs> and it's not easy to get around. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, coach, I know things are busy right now with with the season, but last question I've got for you. Um, I've got to take away your two assistant coaches, Will Conroy, who does a great, great job. Quincy Pondexter, who played at UW and Gonzaga or sorry, in, in the NBA for a long time. Who's your favorite former UW player that you didn't coach? Kind of putting you on the spot here. Or maybe if I don't want to put you on the spot with so one, I can't, I can't, a couple I can't guys that the, epitomize the, UW hoops. The thing that I love, like, I mean, when you talk about, like, you know, Brandon Roy, I always just go, I'm kind of always in awe. And then the guy who I just, when I watch on a day-to-day basis about resiliency and just confidence and, is it like i watch him working right now like you've never seen anybody work before and then going back to like even my era when i first started loving hooping in the seventh and eighth grade and i would put on ktla channel five in los angeles and you'd watch pack 12 games uh you know guys like detlef shrimp you know like guys you know historically that uh you just love to watch and play and uh, I saw him with the Sonics, uh, you know, when he was a pro and, you know, they're all about the right stuff. They're all incredible workers and uh, guys that uh, reached the highest level and not only reached the highest level, but became all-stars. It's pretty impressive. Those are a couple great names. Detlef Schrempf. I know he was a tremendous player. I got a chance to work out with him uh, a number of times growing up. Isaiah Thomas, uh, an all-star. Uh, hopefully he gets another shot at it. B-Roy and I, I will say this. We were teammates in the NBA. It came down to Gonzaga and UW. He was at a, he had a visit at Gonzaga. I hosted him. Maybe that's why I could never get into coaching because I couldn't (laughs) close the deal as a recruiter. He made the right choice for himself because it worked out phenomenally at UW. And he's a great, great basketball player, great person. So coach, I appreciate the time. Best of luck. Can I put, Uh, can I put you on the spot? Go for it. Who's your favorite? Gonzaga player of all time for me that's an easy one it was John Stockton um I I grew up in Vancouver just outside of Portland and I looked at John as being that guy that he's undersized he's probably got similar athletic uh, abilities as me but you're going to be an underdog you got to work your butt off you got to make the most of your opportunities I was able to get to know him over the course of my time at GU and now living in Spokane He's one of the best. I mean, absolutely oh. the best. You would love talking hoops with him, sitting over a beer at Jack and Dan's at some point. I need to do that. <laughs> you need to make absolutely. that happen. <laughs> absolutely. Well, hopefully I can kind of be that that conduit and maybe be the fly on the wall and listen to that conversation because he's he, he's great. I appreciate the time. Uh, I will see you at the gym during the game and uh, best of luck, not only tomorrow night. And I will be honest, I cheer for the Huskies every time they're not playing Gonzaga, but I'll be following you guys the rest of the year as well. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me on buddy. Absolutely.